Yokiero Taco Bell, because I just finished it up. It's another edition of the Fritzcast. What are we going to talk about? Uh, we just had the Iowa caucuses. We're going to go over some of those results and some bizarre practices from the Democratic Committee. Also, a lot about the debate, so again, I know, yes. And of course, Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week and also a ridiculous tweet of the week. Plus the Super Bowl, and there's like 9 million more topics. Come on. This is FritzCast. That's right. I just I just ate Taco Bell. Get over it. Now you want it. Uh, it is Tuesday, February 2nd. 2016. February already. January's gone. It's done. One month down, 11 to go. And it's a leap year, by the way. Happy early birthday to Maddie, who I can actually say happy birthday to later. That's beside the point. It's February. Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. So, welcome again. Another edition of Fritz Cast. Couple notes I want to go over right at the gate. It's Tuesday. We don't record on Tuesdays a lot. I know we're still a fairly young program. But uh, schedule got switched up this week. Uh, I just so happen to be a field training officer in a brand new program that uh, the DOC started up. So this week, uh, my schedule's been flip-flopped. Most of you I've already mentioned on the show before that... uh, I have Mondays and Tuesdays off, and I work 4 to midnight. Not the case for these next two weeks. I work 8 to 4 for the next two weeks, with Saturday and Sunday off. Uh, while I am part of this field training program, there's uh, <clears throat> me and one other field training officer assigned to this new class of, of people, and it's just uh, the whole... First off, I love it, because... As I sit here every week and do this podcast, you know, you know I love talking. To a degree, at least anyway. Some of you probably still don't believe that. You're like, I don't care if he does it there. He's still a quiet kid and he doesn't embrace talking. Well, here I am embracing talking and here I am in a role at work that requires talking to people. In a business that requires talking to people. So you're wrong. I just shot you down right there. You have no argument. It's invalid. Shut up. So, FTO program. Flipped up my schedule. I'm having a lot of fun doing this new thing. I think it's really good. I think it's really giving essentials and and a different approach to training these new guys coming into the prison. Uh, Which is a very serious thing. You would think they would have something like this in play before. My department, at least, and a lot of departments around the United States are playing catch-up to law enforcement agencies, like police agencies. So there's a lot of evolution going on, and it's kind of fun to be a part of that. So interesting to say that I can sit here and say, oh, I'm loving my job right now. But So I wasn't able to record this yesterday, and I kind of didn't want to yesterday. The Iowa caucuses were going on, and uh, I wanted to get the results from that. So let's dive right into the Iowa caucuses. Uh, First off, what the hell are they? And why is it called a caucus? That's such an odd term. Maybe even offensive. Um, 
So in my research, I found that the Iowa caucuses really rose to prominence in about the 70s, 1970s. Uh, it's just, it's the starting point. Why it's the starting point, I still haven't been able to dig and figure that out. Uh, and the Republican and the Democratic caucuses are, are almost polar opposites. Uh, and sorry if the mic is popping. Unlike Donald Trump, I'm not going to say fire the guy who did it because I'm actually the guy who did it. So I'll have to, I have to buy a pop filter and I need to have a studio type of setup and that's on the way. It's in the works. Okay. Okay. I don't know why we're whispering. Let's just move on. So I couldn't dig up a lot of information on the Iowa caucuses. (laughs) Still big question marks, but I can tell you some interesting facts. In 2012, Rick Santorum, who's running for president again, interesting thing happened. He and Mitt Romney were like neck and neck tying in the Iowa caucus in 2012. Rick Santorum won it by a slim lead. But there's a catch to that. Can you guess what it is? That catch was that Republican Party declared Mitt Romney the winner before all the votes were tallied up. And by the time that they figured out that Rick Santorum won, New Hampshire had already voted, and he lost the momentum. He lost any momentum he could have got from the Iowa caucus, if it even would generate momentum. By the time New Hampshire came around, he was snubbed, essentially. Because the people in New Hampshire were like, well, he already lost Iowa. Mitt Romney won. So that's just an example of how these things don't work. And by the way, I, 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 I've been trying to find the exact amount of years and the exact statistic, but Iowa hasn't chosen a winner in something like 20-plus years almost. Um, in 2008, Mike Huckabee won the Iowa caucus with 34%. Did he go on to the presidency or to be the nominee or to be in the top three? No, he didn't. And he didn't this time either. In fact, he's already dropped out. Um, the nominee that year was actually John McCain, who only grabbed 13% of the vote. And that brings me... Hold on. Pulling out my cell phone here. That brings me to the current standing of the caucuses. I really hate that word. Can I just say primaries? Are you going to be that? Are you going to be that technical person that wants me to say caucus? It was at the caucuses. No, I'm not going to do it. But here's the actual results from Google. Just Google Iowa caucus, and it will give you the results automatically. Uh, this is 100% reporting, so these are the final numbers. Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus, winning over eight delegates and 27.6% of the vote. Donald Trump came in second, winning seven delegates with 24.3% of the vote. Marco Rubio, seven delegates, 23.1% of the vote. Ben Carson taking the steady drop, three delegates, 9.3% of the vote. My man Rand Paul 
one delegate, 4.5% of the vote. That's not, that's along the lines of his national poll numbers. Uh, Bush, one delegate, 2.8% of the vote. Fiorina, one point, or one, one delegate, 1.9% of the vote. Kasich tying. Huckabee, zero, 1.8% of the vote. Christie, 1.8% of the vote. Santorum, 1% of the vote. And of course, Jim Gilmore with 0%. The Democratic side, with 100% reporting, Hillary Clinton, 23 delegates, 49.9% of the vote. Bernie Sanders, 21 delegates, nine or 49.6% of the vote. Oh, and, and my man O'Malley with 0.6% of the vote, and he gave up. So, <laughs> there you have it. By the way, Iowa Caucus, uh, a friend of mine, Dustin, on Facebook, I posted out and I, I shared this link about how uh, certain counties in Iowa for the Democratic candidates came down to, uh, it was like an even split. They had to do a coin toss. I believe it was three counties that did a coin toss that that boosted her over Bernie Sanders by that point whatever, that little margin of percentage. A coin toss. My buddy Dustin explained, he said he was uh, at one of these caucus events. He was ahead at one of these caucus events. And he says when it's a dead even tie, they, they have to flip a coin to break the tie. And uh, and he said there's really no other way to do it now. <laughs> Me. I, people argue over coin tosses in, in football. Something so insignificant. And we're doing it in primary elections to decide who wins a state? To decide who wins enough delegate backing that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever it almost makes me say should we go to the popular vote oh haven't i been talking about that yeah i'm feeling like maybe next podcast or maybe even in its own special edition podcast that we'll have to look over this whole electoral college thing and should it just be scrapped and should we be looking at the popular vote? I mean, that makes more sense to me. Why don't things just boil down to the popular vote, the general consensus? I'm not buying this theory behind the Electoral College about how it's supposed to make things more even and fair. It sounds like it's just making things more bureaucratic. Is that the word? Doesn't seem very fair. Doesn't seem very logical either. Anyway, I need to write my notes better. That's what I need to do. That's right. Okay. So, of course, last week Donald Trump skipped the Republican debate. And for once, it sounded like a bait of substance and, uh, and a lack of stupidity. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Donald Trump had this feud thing going on with Megyn Kelly, which if you really dive in and dig deep into the history here, I think it was the 2008 elections uh, that Trump was actually on 
you know, flirting with Megyn Kelly on the air, practically uh, toying with the idea of being a moderator, calling other candidates who were skipping debates uh, cowards and losers, and yet he just did it. I'm very hypocritical, of course, very hypocritical. But regardless. <clears throat> Let's give Donald Trump his props. He ran a counter event during the, well, it was before the debate because a lot of people said, oh, he's going to hold this event and then show up to the debate. He didn't. He just, but he did hold, hold his event. I believe he raised like $5 million, $6 million for the veterans of the United States of America. I think he donated it to Wounded Warriors, um, which is praiseworthy. I'll, I'll, I'll give you props for that, except. Maybe it's just me. I find his actions and the motivation behind it totally uh, without a genuine caring of it. See, Donald Trump did that as, to me at least anyway, a a political move. Um, He does that, all of a sudden everybody loves him. You can't not love him because he just raised five, six million dollars for the vets. Could he have done that? straight out of his pocket at any time he could have instead he holds he holds an event and raises this money that's not even his money uh to give to him he also donated like a hundred thousand dollars to an organization that uh i think it's therapy dogs that go to vets give me one second here hundred thousand hundred thousand k to a group that trains dogs to help veterans yes so how about that okay i'll give the man his props because that's a feat. That's something that he talks about. You know, the vets aren't taken care of. Here he is. He just lumped a large chunk of money at him. So I'll give the man his props. But I believe skipping the debate did hurt him. Uh, I think skipping the debate is a direct result. Or a, a direct result of that is the Iowa caucuses. Ted Cruz ends up winning. And I think it's because Donald Trump said to the people of Iowa, well, screw you. I'm not doing the debate the last debate there and you know and if you guys don't vote for me he loses that's Donald Trump he's just going to call you a loser you don't pick or vote for him or back him up then you loses he doesn't care about you and he doesn't care about anyone but that's beside the point speaking of debates though MSNBC, this this has been a very interesting saga up to this point, and I'm, I'm actually kind of excited. I can give you like an update that literally just happened a couple hours ago on this too, but let me, let me paint the picture for you. MSNBC came out to the DNC and said, hey, we'd like to sanction a, an unscheduled debate. We have a time slot. We can host it. We got, a, you know, we got everything. We just need you to say yes. What does Debbie Wasserman Schultz do? She comes right out of the gate. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing unsanctioned debates. Bernie Sanders comes out. I'm always up. Well, I can. I don't know if I can do a Bernie Sanders voice. I'm always down for doing a, a debate. Sure, we'll go with that. He's always down for doing a debate. He throws out his two cents. He says, "I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do any unsanctioned debate, and I'm I'm all for this." DNC is still like, nope, nope, no debate. Not gonna do it. After all the criticism that they've gone through, they're getting a debate thrown at them. And they're like, nope, can't do it. Won't do it. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. 
then super curveball. Like I said, always give your people props, even if they have bad qualities and you don't like them. Give them their props. Hillary Clinton, probably for the sake of trying to look good and only that reason, probably trying to separate herself from the DNC, she comes out and says, no, let's do it. Let's do the unsanctioned debate. Finally, Debbie and the DNC crack and they say, yeah, okay, we'll do it. And now, here's the update that just happened. A mere three hours ago, and right now it's 8.20 p.m., Bernie Sanders and his campaign say he's going to refuse the unsanctioned Thursday debate. Is that unsanctioned? Yes, this is the one that NB- that MSNBC proposed and the DNC finally caved into. Bernie's now saying, unless... Clinton agrees to future debates. He's not going to do Thursdays. So what kind of strong arm move is this? Now, Bernie seems to be a little upset about the Iowa caucus results. I mean, he literally lost it by just a hair and controversially at that from a freaking coin flip. Would have been better off playing games of solitaire and who would win better or something or Maybe Cards Against Humanity. Whoever can put down the funniest card in Cards Against Humanity can win the doubt. I'm actually for that. That's how we should elect presidents. Whoever can come up with the funniest, most inappropriate combination in Cards Against Humanity. That's, that's, that's how it should be. For damn sure. So let's make it happen. I'm sure we can kickstart this GoFundMe if I kick that up. And get you all to donate money and then run away with the money and actually start a radio show. Would you... You wouldn't actually be angry, would you? I mean, then you could listen to me on, like, Sirius XM while you're driving to work. I know some of you, like my pal Jason, listens to me on his commute to work. So why can't you be a little more like Jason and a little less like a loy? Okay, but yeah, Bernie's been Bernie's been a little upset. They're actually another report from the Hill is that they're leaving at least one Sanders campaign staffer in Iowa to try to wrestle away some delegates. Um, how that works, I don't even I don't even know. But he should be least concerned um, because he now he just has a race against Hillary. O'Malley dropped out. O'Malley's like, oh, I haven't been pulling anything above five percent anyway. Goodbye. He's not even in. He's not even in this fight. In fact, there was an ad for either a town hall or a debate where it was like Hillary Clinton passionately speaking about something, Bernie Sanders passionately speaking about something, and then it was Martin O'Malley going, "Hi, I'm Martin O'Malley." That <laughs> that's what it boils down to. That's so ridiculous and silly. While I have it on my mind, though, there was, I think it was a Democratic town hall two weeks ago, I want to say, where Bernie Sanders blatantly came out and, and admitted, yes, we're going we're gonna to raise taxes. You can't have free things without higher taxes. Bernie blatantly admitting, hey, everything I've been saying about free, 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 yeah, I got to take it out of your paycheck. 
which any smart person should have known anyway. Um, and any smart person should also know if Bernie Sanders gets elected to president, he can't snap his fingers and make health care free and make education free. There's this thing called the Congress and the Senate, and that's how things get done. It, even if he was to go to executive order, if it was ridiculous and the Congress didn't want it, it's called vetoes. Okay? So it's not that crazy. But regardless, he said, oh yeah, we're going to raise taxes. And then what happens? People like Nancy Pelosi come out and they say, oh, Democrats aren't about that at all. We're not, no, we're not raise taxes. No, 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 no. But I guess I should be happy. I heard something from a Democrat about taxes. Not what I wanted to hear. Not about stripping down the entire tax code and rebuilding it to be simplistic. Because there's X thousand pages in the tax code. And as I said, I I think I said in an earlier episode, there's things like H&R Block and like companies that sit down and help you do your taxes to decipher things. To see what kind of deductions you can get and, and... Look, do I like getting a check back from the federal government at the end of tax season? Sure, but that means they stole my money. It's just them appeasing me by saying, oh, we took too much and you get some benefits out here. Here's some money back. Ultimately, if they could ditch everything and take out less taxes altogether by creating a new tax code and a simpler tax code and one that gets the businesses from being able to find loopholes to exploit to go overseas and dodge taxes. I'm more for that than I am for that check at the end of the year. I really am. It's nice to look forward to, but you have to remember, it's not like it's free money. It's money that they took out of your paycheck. (sighs) So, you know what I think it's time for? (laughs) Ha! Yeah, there's the siren, Donald Trump's Ridiculous Statement of the Week. I don't think anything could top last week's shoot somebody in the street and not lose voters, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's going to be hard to top anyway. That's probably going to be like when we do the year-end review and, and do like the top ten, you know, that'll be like number one. So don't be surprised when that happens. But uh, this week, I mean, you know, almost every day he says something ridiculous. But this week, Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week comes from TheBlaze.com. During a rally on uh, Monday in Iowa, right before the caucuses, the caucuses started in the evening time, um... Donald Trump was recalling an incident last week where a protester threw tomatoes at him. So Trump told his live audience, if you see somebody, sorry, I I always, he said, quote, if you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of them, would you? Just knock the hell, I will pay any legal fees, I promise, I promise, end quote. 
Donald Trump being a bully up on the stage. Look, I'll level with you. Should you be throwing tomatoes at anybody? No. Unless it's funny. Which I kind of find. That's beside the point. Never mind. Uh, Should you throw tomatoes at the guy? No. But the theory stays the same. We're talking about a guy who has kicked out Muslims from his rallies for just being present. When you have that, that that's just that's more that's more of a like you know that's that's more Donald Trump control. Okay, this guy. Uh, look, not everybody likes Glenn Beck. You don't have to like Glenn Beck, but. Glenn Beck really doesn't like Donald Trump. He says Donald Trump is not a conservative. I tend to agree with that sentiment. But Glenn Beck has uh, gathered up lots of evidence from over the years. Evidence that compile an image of a person that just doesn't magically change when they decide they're going to run for president. And Donald Trump carries a very high and mighty, I'm rich, I will win you over, and if I don't, then I'm going to tear you down persona. And it's not one that I like, especially considering, yes, when you're giving the nuclear codes to somebody, when you're, when you're, um, uh, when you're giving this guy the veto power, when you're giving this, uh, when you're giving this guy the power of executive orders, Keep all this in mind because The Hill posted a story that suggested that 25% of federal employees would quit under a Trump presidency. And the only benefit I can find of that is it would probably lower the taxes because they did half the job for us right there. On top of his ridiculous statement of the week, he also had a Pretty ridiculous tweet of the week, if you ask me. Pulling it up on my phone here. And I'm going to go into something about the phone next in a minute, too. Unrelated. I didn't even have that scripted. It's on the fly. Anything goes on Fritzcast. Uh, where's his tweet? Huh. Tweet, Donald Trump, anybody who watched all of Ted Cruz's far too long, rambling, overly flamboyant speech last night, this is over him winning the Iowa caucus, would say that was his Howard Dean moment. Well, Donald, I think that was a Howard meme tweet. A tweet of a madman who got his first big loss handed to him. But I bet that doesn't matter. You're going to take Washington and New York, and you're going to go all the way to the White House. It's okay. Donald supporters still love him. And it'll be interesting to see how this translates going into New Hampshire. Um, I'm still back in Rand Paul. Rand Paul says he's fighting on. And I enjoy getting behind the guy who says he'll fight to the end. That's not Donald Trump, I can tell you that. I'm not convinced that that's Ted Cruz yet. Ted Cruz is probably a little high and mighty for winning Iowa. That's what we call your evangelical territory anyway. Congrats, you won a, a market that you were suspected to win. So, 
that is what it is. Now, I wanted to get back to the phone, though. Me and my wife, this came from my wife. This comes from my wife. Credit my wife. Um, our phone upgrades are, are due rather soon. We were trying to figure ways to cut down our bill. We have, like, a junk line open. We have an iPad line open. And we were just like, you know, we got to cut down the bills, cut, cut off a couple, you know, 50 bucks goes a long way if you can cut it off a bill. AT&T has switched over to entirely upgrading on the next program. What that is is that's uh that's uh you know when you normally go to buy a phone you have like that you know two year contract commitment option and you buy your iPhone or your your Note 4 or whatever phone you're getting you buy it for like you know 299.99 or 199.99. AT&T is scrapped. They've gone to the next plan. It's, you know, it's a $25 or whatever it is per month payment. You can't get the two-year contract $299.99 deal anymore. And we're kind of up in arms in that because we don't want monthly payments. I don't want monthly payments. I'd rather just pay the $299 for my brand new phone and, and that's it. You shut up. You don't ask me for more money outside of what I'm paying for the service. So that kind of sucks. We might we might be having to switch carriers. Yeah. It's that serious. So keep that in mind if you're an AT&T user or abuser, you fool. That uh, it's only and next upgrades now. What the hell? And finally, this brings me all to this weekend. You want to know what this weekend is? The last and biggest football game of the... Well, not the century. But, you know, the year. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl who, by the way, did anybody else get as excited as I did when uh, Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos just beat the Patriots? I know it was like a last-minute like drug-out thing. But when the Patriots lose, I am a happy man for some reason. Just, just happy. The other game, the Panthers game against the Cardinals, was not so hot. But we have a pretty stellar Super Bowl matchup now. We have Cam Newton and the Panthers who have been high energy. Uh, They've come out the gate in these playoff games and stomped their opponents. And they're going to take on uh, the Denver Broncos high-powered defense, and Peyton Manning's probably last shot to get another Super Bowl ring. And I, people have been asking me all week uh, who I'm backing. It's hard to pick one to back. I'm just excited that I can actually sit down and watch it because I'm an FTO and I have the weekend off. What, what? Thank you, work. Um, I'm just happy that I can sit back and watch it. Really, and I'm kind of pulling for Manning because Peyton has been talked down and overshadowed by Eli having two rings that I'd like Peyton to get to, just so he can say, you see how insignificant Eli is, because I hate Eli Manning. I do, with a passion, but that's what I get for being an Eagles fan. I also get losing a lot and heavily drinking and being depressed come the end of football season. But that's a different story for a different time. We don't need to go into that at all. At all. 
So, as I said, this is uh, we're cutting it short again. I like going more like 45 minutes to 50 minutes to closer to an hour. But 30's good, 30's solid. We talked about a lot of topics. We did. We still had Donald Trump's ridiculous statement. You guys were, I know you guys were worried after last week. You're like, he did it this one time, and I bet he'll never do it again. No, I did it. It wasn't that hard. Like I said, it's hard to narrow it down just to one. Sometimes. No, but uh, so next week also I'm, I'm going to be on this 8 to 4 business, so uh, it might be another short edition of the Fritzcast, but... Rest assured, it will be here. There will be a host of topics to discuss. There will be endless possibilities. All you have to do is tune in. Thanks for listening. Remember, share this with your friends. Please share this with your friends. And as always, I'm Fritz. God bless. Have a good day. Good week. Okay, salute. Salute. And that is an inside joke that only the fine officers that I work with will understand. And if you don't know, you never will. You're not included. You don't deserve to know. <laughs>